Welcome to Pleb Chain Radio, a live show brought to you by Plebs for Plebs, which focuses on the intersection of Nostra and Bitcoin protocols. Join QW and Avi as they run down the weekly news and developments, breaking down the current thing and the future frontier with the foundation of decentralization, the builders, thinkers, doers, and plebs. All right, we are live. Welcome, gentle plebs, to episode number 39 of Pleb Chain Radio. Today is Friday, December the 8th. It is 6.38 p.m. on the East Coast of the United States, starting a little late today. But we have a musical extravaganza in store for you today. Ainsley Costello and Just Loud, stars of Wave Lake and Valley for Value in Music, join us today. And the man who's making it all possible, Open Mike, shares the story. But first, QW, we'll start with our sermon. And one of the things we always like to say is culture is upstream of adoption. And to me, music is a critical component of culture. It's, a, it's almost a multi-dimensional canvas in which you can tell incredible stories and create beautiful emotional responses in your listeners and what a way of drawing people in to bitcoin nostra and value for value culture through than through music what do you think yeah i absolutely agree um and especially in a music industry that kind of needs that uh you know I, with the sermon today i kind of n- named it sovereign music so kind of taking that sovereign individual thesis where everything was centralized and it was kind of being taken advantage of and putting the putting the power back into the the, the individual um, whether it's the indie artist or whatnot and, and I think that's what value for value can do when I think about the music industry in general I mean it used to be decentralized it was brick and mortar stores um, you know the, the vinyls eight eight tracks uh, tapes cassettes um, uh, uh, CDs all these things that were sold, and, and there was a lot of decentralized ways of, of, of actually purchasing music. Somewhere along the line, you know, the Apple iPod came around and then it turned into kind of, uh, you know, your iPod Apple store or Zune store uh, where you can purchase albums and th- those would be on those digital rights. Uh, but you're actually physically purchasing albums. Then I don't know what the hell happened, but it turned into streaming. Now, now all you do is pay ten dollars and you listen to everything, everything you want. Um, but there's a broken incentive system there. It, it's something that you're not getting the value for your creative work. It really oppresses the creativity uh, when you're not getting incentivized to actually, uh, you know, I, I almost feel like you you, f- you feel like your person, you, you've been maybe robbed, your house was robbed type of thing where you put creative work in and, and you don't get the, you don't get the reward out of it, but someone else is. Um, so it's, it's kind of an odd thing, but, you know, as music goes digital, uh, the money has not. Uh, it's something where, you know, th- there's an opportunity there. The rise of sovereign music um, really can come to the rise of the value for value. And and we do our part. We're trying to do our part on the fountain side because the value for value is a big thing. Um, but we will like fountain, fountain just because we like to support value for value. Uh, we're not big Spotify guys or Apple Music guys. Uh, we see the, the, the culture can actually just cut out all the middlemen and go straight uh, artist to uh, artist to customer or consumer, yeah. I'd say. Yeah, absolutely. Almost a peer-to-peer music industry, if you will, right? Uh, which uh, 
which if, if you look at the, as you went through the, the history there, the recent history of music, uh, you see this fiatization and you had these fiat centralized gatekeepers uh, who have layered on even more complexity, like digital rights, rights management, uh, and, and it just made the, the, the system a complete mess expensive and ultimately resulting in very little uh, monetization and value for, for the creators. And then you have record labels and other middle, middlemen and gatekeepers who impose their brand standards, right? And they, and they effectively put their thumb on the scales and choose winners and losers. In, in this new world that we're talking about, QW, direct to consumer, value for value, Artists, I and you know, we can find out more from the experts that we have as, as guests, but it really feels like to me that artists have this opportunity to be truly authentic and express this, themselves without bowing down to some branding standards uh, that have been imposed by some fiat middleman. Correct. And and really, it's the, about the individual um, and, and, and having that encouragement, uh, getting rewarded for your, your creativity is, is kind of that superpower that we talk about as far as encouragement is a superpower. Um, and, and not only that, but, you know, it seems like there's a, a decade or two that went by where um, streaming became just kind of the standard. And it seems like it spit out a lot of people that were pissed off, uh, a lot of uh, artists. And if we can start to transform this into more of a sovereign uh, uh, value for value system, uh, you know, the next generation is really going to be rewarded from that. Um, I think about your son, who's an aspiring artist, Avi. Indeed. Well, he, he's, he's 13 and he has uh, some ways to go. But that said, he put up a song on Wave Lake and he got zapped. I think he's probably pushing 100k sets. And when you do on, that, on his... I mean, he had to be encouraged by that, right? When you when you actually put that in and you get instant, uh, you actually get rewards for that. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was, he, you know, he's been on YouTube for a couple of years trying to build up an audience. Uh, and, you know, he gets a few views, but this is the first time he's ever experienced direct monetization. So it was quite the experience for him. And it's, uh, it's powerful. It, it, that's, that's really the ultimate goal is, is, is empowering, um, uh, this, this culture, the creative ones and, uh, and, and pushing the, the envelope, the next level. And, and really it comes down to the, how lightning can, uh, can tr transform that. Um, and the value for value system, uh, can, can benefit from, uh, a, a Bitcoin standard. Absolutely. So with that said, QW, do we kick off our guest segment? Let's do it. Well, folks, it is my pleasure to welcome Ainsley Costello, Open Mic and Just Loud to Plepchain Radio. Thank you for joining us. Hello, hello. Thanks so much for having us. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Great. So I, I, I want to ask uh, Open Mike, because I've actually been uh, meaning to get you on um, Open Mike, because our, our, the shows we've had in the past, obviously, we had Sam uh, with Wave Lake. Um, we had Rock and, and the team over at Stempster. Um, but, you know, and we also had, um, uh, uh, we, we've, we've kind of put together, I, I saw your Nostrasia panel, where you had Sam and, uh, oh, crap, I'm, I'm, I'm brain farting, but uh, Fountain App. Um, up there and uh, 
you know, it, it kind of the the whole the whole narrative that we've kind of been building with these value for value. Uh, you kind of bring it full circle, being that you are uh, you have the venue. Uh, you are in the music scene, uh, kind of seeing artists every night coming to your uh, location. Um, tell us about kind of the event coming up and maybe a little background about the venue itself. Yeah. Um, first off, thanks for having us all on. Um, love the show. And I want to make sure I give some shout outs to uh, some ostriches who are really making this happen from a technical standpoint. Um, Kieran and Hoddlebot, uh, met them both in Tokyo and they're pulling all the strings with the Teamster.io. It's just a simple fork of zap.stream. Uh, Nabismo Prime helped me out with some relays. Sean dipped the Nippo 5s for the artists in me on Teamster. And uh, of course, Adam Curry's been pushing this. So I just want to make sure everybody gets acknowledged um, for helping out with this. Um, but yeah, um, I'm, I'm very much a traditional music guy. I'm, I've been a Bitcoiner since 2018, and I'm, I'm the CFO here at First Avenue. Um, we run six different stages here in Minneapolis. We're 53 years old, which is multiple lifetimes in the club scene. Um, we do about 1,200 shows a year, anywhere from 250 people to 6,000. And um, really have we become an icon or a, a, a rite of passage representing independent music. So being wired for Bitcoin and all of the decentralization ethos, when I go to my day job and I'm looking at independent music and the battles that we're facing with especially Live Nation and some of these large um, centralized forces, um, it just fits so perfectly, just like you guys said on the intro, um, how it's been gate-kept, um, centralized. It really is, uh, it's very similar. It really reminds me of traditional finance when I first got attracted to Bitcoin. And, um, you know, I've been running around for a while here looking for like, okay, well, what, you know, okay, obviously the use cases, you got, everybody talks about ticketing, everybody talks about um, royalties, you've got kind of the easy, low hanging fruit, but what is really like the venue, like what, do you, what, what role is that? I've never really been able to answer that question, so I just, I just lay low and I kind of look for, look for ways that I can support the area and support indies. And, um, you know, it, it's, uh, it's been fun to watch the, the value for value movement go because so much of the, so much of the chatter, it really wore me out in the last bull market because it was all, you know, altcoins and NFTs and just kind of that is really hard to sift through the, the intentions of the people who are trying to participate in the space. And I didn't see a ton going on in, in Bitcoin. So uh, fast forward, you know, towards the middle of the pandemic, um, one of my friends and you know, guys that I've done business with, uh, a lawyer by trade, starts telling me about this artist, uh, Just Loud, he had started to represent. And, and I just was like, God, this is like, this guy's just telling the story 
of, of some of the major problems in the in the business and he'll he'll tell you all about his story um, and so we started putzing around probably 2021 2022 and you know it's a lot of altcoin crap that i just i was having a real hard time reconciling um, what was in the best interest of an artist or what actually represents true value for music versus just selling collectibles or garbage um and so we you know we just kept in touch we've been hanging out we lived in minneapolis for a while we you know go over to the studio and talk shop a bit but um really it, it started to as the bear market and the, and the real builders started to surface from all the noisemakers um, i'm really grateful for the timing of it all because I was able to find a lot of people who are trying to do the same kind of stuff and and then uh, I saw Ainsley show up at the lightning summit in July and I you know I started talking to JL and was saying you know this is a really compelling combo you've got somebody who on paper you know arrived they made it they got the big record deal played Lollapalooza got 10 million streams and then here you are with a day job and you're not you're not able to make a career out of it and then Ainsley's in the capital of music after Minneapolis of course um, and uh, trying to find her way in and has a whole bunch of backing and a good following and uh, Adam is uh, JL's manager he's been he's been asking me to book to book a show for JL and get him, you know, he, he got out of his record label, he got he got his uh, artistic sovereignty back, but he had to start from scratch. And so we're trying to figure out a way to help him launch, you know, launch back in and reboot. And um, we were talking about it in like March, didn't happen. And um, kept, kept talking over the summer and um, finally got something on the books here. Um, and I just said, you know what, you gotta, you gotta give Ainsley a call. And this, this bill just seems perfect. And you got a shop to, to really support each other and kind of ride each other's coattails. And this could be something that, you know, you, I was thinking big, I was like a value for value tour. And maybe in the summer you, you take a little mini tour and end up at Bitcoin 24 in Nashville for a you know, big concert or something, and they just they hit it off, and and then I'm sitting here with uh, something that I've got to execute on, and I'm like, uh oh, I'm not a developer, I'm not a, you know, I've got this thing in my head, and I don't really know how to make it happen, and so I, you know, I got on a plane with an Australian, started shaking a bunch of hands, and um, met some great folks, and um, here we are. So uh, it's it's humbling, it's um, it's wonderful to see this all come together, and it's hard to believe that it's this year and just with 10 days or so. Yeah, that's quite the remarkable journey there, Open Mic. Uh, and so, absolutely kudos to you for being able to put this all together. Why don't we move to Ainsley first? Ainsley, tell us a little bit about your musical background, what that journey looked like from when you began until now, 
And then we could talk after that about uh, how you discovered Nostra and Bitcoin. Yeah, for sure. Well, I want to say thank you again so much for having me on. I'm so excited to be here. Um, well, yeah, my name is Ainsley Costello. I'm a 19-year-old singer-songwriter. I'm based in Nashville right now, but I'm originally from Seattle. I moved to Nashville in March of 2020, two weeks before the pandemic, so just really excellent timing on my part. <laughs> and here I was thinking that musicians were supposed to have good timing, but whatever, we'll let that go. Um, but yeah, I got to I got to Nashville in March of 2020 and really just like very non-opportune timing. Like I, I got here and I was so excited to get to work and then the whole city shut down. And it, it was funny. Like I, we got here and I was like, one of Nashville's biggest nicknames is music city. And I was like, I feel like I just got city. Like there's no music going on right here. Um, but you know, like as hard as that year was, um, it was really kind of a blessing in disguise because I was still able to get um, looped into um, Nashville's very infamous songwriting community. I found a lot of people who I started just writing so many songs with. I found a lot of people who I um, who I connected with, and um, and I really just started to hone my my songwriting chops professionally here. Um, and it's funny when I moved to Nashville, I had. Or, so about the week before um, the pandemic hit, I released my first album when I was 15. And it's funny because I, I made and I wrote that album in Seattle and it was very country. It's funny because in, in Seattle, country is pretty much a novelty. Like it, there wasn't a ton of people doing the whole pop country thing there. So I was doing that, like kind of wanting to stand out. And then I get to Nashville and I'm like, hmm, maybe I don't want to be a country artist. Ha ha. Um, it, and it's funny because I, I I realized like, oh my God, Paramore's from Nashville and Kings of Leon is from Nashville. And like, there are so many non-country people who live in Nashville who I was just so inspired by and like really inundated myself um, with their music. And so over 2020 and 2021, as I was writing 200 plus songs, I was really starting to find myself and starting to realize that, you know, like, I don't really think I'm country. Like, I really love... Um, I really love the pop and rock sound. Now I would kind of describe my music um, if Pop Paramore and the band Camino had a baby. And then lyrically, I write a lot of girl, pa girl power and like, you don't need to be in a relationship to be a whole and happy and fulfilled human being songs. And I write a lot of songs that are like lyrically are very deep and introspective, but like they sound fun and you want to dance to them. Um, so yeah, now uh, fast forward 2023, um, I've released 25 plus songs on all the traditional streaming platforms like Spotify, Apple Music. In 2021, I kind of released the um, what I call the equivalent of my second record. I put out um, a new song each month in 2021. And then last year, I put out five more songs. And the last song that I put out last year and the last song that I put out as of yet um, was a song called Cherry Odd Cop. And that <laughs> is kind of the song that like really allowed me to step into this crypto web three Bitcoin world. Yeah. <laughs> and how did that happen, Ainsley? Uh, like what was the connection between that song and you getting into the Bitcoin world? Yeah, for sure. It's, it's really like a funny story. So um, my dad, for the past couple of years, he's been a big like crypto 
Bitcoin enthusiast. Like he's really kind of kept up with everything going on in the Bitcoin community. And like my mom and I, like, we're kind of just like, okay, dad, like, cool. Like, <laughs> this is cool. Like, we're glad to hear about this at dinner, but like, I don't know if like, what else am I going to do with this? Um, but then in July, who to thunk, there's this place in Nashville called Bitcoin Park. And Bitcoin Park, if you've never been there, it's actually really cool. Um, it's two houses really close to Music Row, which if you don't know what Music Row is, that's where all of the record labels in Nashville are. They're on this, this, they're in this like one block and they're all these like tiny little like 1950s craftsman houses, but like you'd never know, but like that's where all the record labels are. So Bitcoin Park is right around that area of Music Row and they actually used to be the Florida Georgia Line houses where I think Florida Georgia Line like recorded a bunch of their albums or something, but um. It's it's now called Bitcoin Park, and so in July there was um there was a lightning summit, and my my dad was going there. Um, it's funny, like my da my dad's day job is he's in mortgages, and so he went to Bitcoin Park to like try to find people to like sell a mortgage to, and instead we found this whole conglomeration of. Bitcoin craziness. So um, while the Lightning Summit was happening, um, there was a demo of this new app, streaming platform, whatever you want to call it, called Wave Lake. Um, and that's where, um, so my dad met Sam of Wave Lake um, one day. And then my dad started telling Sam kind of about me and like my journey. And Sam said, well, why don't you bring Ainsley and bring Ainsley's mom um, and like just let them come by, like have them watch the demo and like see if it's something they'd be interested in. So um, it was a Friday morning and my mom was like, hey, like, can we go to this thing? And I was like, sure, I've got nothing else to do than go to therapy at 10. So why not? Let's do this. And then like, I'll go talk about my feelings later. Um, but um, so then my mom and I and my dad, we were all there. We all sat in on the demo and we were like just really excited about it. It was really cool. And because I've spent four years in the traditional music industry, not making any money, not making anything that I'm able to live off of and support myself. I was like, you know what? Why not? Like, let's just put a song up here and see what happens. And so um, we put my song Cherry on top up and it kind of blows up in this new world. Uh, apparently it's the first song to ever hit a million sats on Wave Lake, which like who would have ever guessed that? It's so wild. Um, but yeah, so Cherry on Top kind of blew up on Wave Lake and then, um, it got picked up. My music got picked up by Adam Curry, who's got his whole own thing, Boostergram Ball, and started playing me a lot and talking about me. And, um, then a bunch of other podcasters and just really cool, smart, techie people who are like really interested in my music and interested in my story have started picking it up. And that kind of brings me to now, like along this, this journey, I met, um, I met Mike and Mike was so awesome and, and so willing to work with me and really just kind of like wrapped me up and brought me into this, um, this show that we're doing with JL in a couple of weeks. And I'm just, I'm so, so psyched about it. And uh, kudos to your dad, by the way. Well, we, uh, Avi and I, and a lot of us were at Nosterville, um, and your dad uh, kind of gave an intro of who he was, and he's, he, I mean, he kind of told the the same story you did a little bit, but he's so eloquent and very, uh, uh, very inspiring uh, guy. So you got a you got a legend there. Um, oh my gosh! That's, well, that's so nice of you to say. Like, that's <laughs> if you say too much of that, that's going to go to his head. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> got to pull the reins back, but uh, yeah. And uh, Sam, of course, is an absolute legend as well. Um, I, he, he actually, I can ride my bike to his house. So he's a, he's a friend of mine um, at this point. So uh, really cool what he's doing for, with Wave Lake and, uh, and from an artist perspective, because that's exactly what he's always been is a, is a musician. 
Um, so he he understands. Uh, he he's, he's been doing it, uh, and I'd want to say a couple decades at least. So it's something where he's got that perspective of you know what the future of music would be like based off of what what his experience was. Um, so I'm really proud of him on that, and I'm I'm really proud that people like you um, have a platform and uh, some another avenue uh, where independents can kind of uh, be ha- have a pl- a spotlight, I suppose. Um, so pa- platforms like Wave Lake, does that does that kind of give you hope or kind of uh, how does that make you feel if if you're going to go, let's say, oh, I'm going to be in, I'm going to go the indie route? Um, does it kind of give you wings a bit? Absolutely. I mean, one of the um, the big kind of selling points for me about this whole value for value community is that so I, I hinted at it a little bit before, but I've been on the traditional streaming platforms for about four years now. And in four months on Wave Lake, I've more than doubled what I've made from my traditional streaming royalties on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, all of those guys, um, by putting up a couple of songs on Wave Lake. I mean, Cherry on Top got a million sats, but now um, all of the songs that I put up in this space, this universe, have gotten over 4 million sats now, which is like so crazy to think about. But it absolutely gives me so much hope because like, it really shows that there's a community of people who believe that artists should be able to live off of the art that we create. And historically, we you, you can't do that in the traditional music industry. And I think JL is a great example of that. Like JL and I, like we've, we've become buds the past couple of weeks. We've been talking a lot and I've got to hear a lot of his story and I, I'll let him tell his own story. But he we were talking the other day and it's it's just like mike said a few minutes ago jl's like he's got 10 million streams and it's like he's an incredible musician incredible songwriter played Lollapalooza, played all these shows but that he he was he wouldn't be able to live off of that and so now that there is this space that um that's allowing for that to happen or at least showing the possibility of that being able to happen long term is so exciting and so important and Ainsley, are you a Bitcoiner? Uh, did has your dad rubbed off on you yet? Or are you are you full on pleb? <laughs> I, you know, it's it's funny that you say that because like I'm still half the time I feel like I don't even know what's going on in this world. Like at my core, I'm a songwriter and a musician, and <laughs> I absolutely am for sure. I'm totally a Bitcoiner, but at my core, I am a songwriter and I am a musician, and this is just a way for me to keep expressing myself and be able to do what I do best. Because when you get zap 4 million sats, I mean, that's basically generational wealth. Uh, There's no going back. Once you get zapped. the right time preference. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Well, let's switch it over to Just Loud because, you know, I'd like to hear your story too. And we can kind of uh, bounce off each other um, throughout this. Um, But what's up, Just Loud? Hey, hey, how are you? Can you hear me good? I can hear you good, audience. Can you guys hear me? Because I I have a lot to say. My name is (laughs) Just Loud, and yeah, I'm about to say a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. Tell us your background. Uh, You know, I, 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 I'm not going to lie. I did peep some of your music, and uh, it's, it's, I I love it. So, um, tell me, tell me, kind of your story. Okay. Uh, First, I got three things. Um, First, thank you for having me. Um, I really appreciate this. This is super new for me. Um, I'm used to radio interviews being in person. So this is like my first time like uh, getting accustomed to this. So just bear with me, but we're gonna have fun. Second thing, hey Ainsley, 
Hey, girl. <laughs> She's such a star, you guys. Please check out her music. I mean, and, and a beautiful soul. Um, and last, the sermon. Um, the sermon that you guys did, I was over here. I'm glad I was on mute. But I was like, amen. Yep, amen. Okay, and you guys actually helped me out, too, because when I got signed um, back when I was 19 years old, and I'm... I can't tell my age, but I'm way, I'm never going to be 19 again. And I will say that the history of the brick and mortar store to streaming kind of helped me out in such a major way. Um, I think when I first signed, um, it was all about brick and mortar and it was all about um, um, your, your iPods and then streaming happening, which kind of changed everything. Um, but yeah, I started with that. So thank you for having me. What questions do you have? I'm ready. Well, I mean, I guess on that topic, you, you kind of see how choke points happen where, where you know, it goes from brick and mortar to, uh, to, to, to that kind of iPod, oh, you purchase here, and, and you start to see the, the, the actual artists are like, oh, okay, we're just going this route, we're going this route. But it's this slippery slope to where all of a sudden you're like, wait, what am I getting now now that it's just free music, essentially? Um, it it kind of got rug pulled, the creativity, right? Yeah, not only the creativity, but it's also the the people that are pushed to the forefront as artists. Back in the day, when it before streaming happened, um, it was artist development. It was people that had the it factor that you know record labels found, you know, and they developed because of streaming. It allowed everyone to become an artist. Okay, and with that being said, it's like they just record their song and then they put it up and and it's like a it reminds me of high school in high school i'll be honest and transparent i was a loner i was a theater kid you know and i think that theater kids like gaga and a few others was like we 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 wasn't classified as the cool kids but now it's like this fad because of streaming and because it um everyone is an artist these days it, it made it super it made it hard for the true artists that, you know, supposed to be on the platforms. Yeah, that indeed, JL. So why don't we start with your uh, musical story? Uh, how, how did that begin? Uh, what age did you begin at? And what, what was that journey like till you got got to the point where you discovered value for value? Okay, I'll make it short as possible. Um, I ran away from home at 15. Um, my, my father was equivalent to Ike Turner um, meets Joe Jackson, and um, I had to get away. I moved in with my teacher. I created a, at that time, I really loved um, John Legend. Um, he was a good representation of just vibrato, and, and you can tell that he had a voice that was, you know, that I could identify with. Um, so at 16, um, I created a spreadsheet. I moved in with my English teacher. Um, her name is Sylvia Bond. Um, she's amazing to this day. Um, she took me into her house. And you, you remember back in the day when you had to get the AOL CDs from like Blockbuster? I did that and I got a CD, popped it into to the computer. I purchased John Legend's album. 
and I found out who his management was. And I created a spreadsheet of about a thousand different variations of what his email address could be. His name is Jeff Christie. Um, you guys can research him. Um, when I created the spreadsheet, I did uh, jeffrey.christie at gmail, christie.jeff at Blackberry. That's when Blackberry was like hitting Jeff Christie management at uh, Yahoo, you know? And I created the spreadsheet, got an automatic response. Hey, sorry, I can't get to my email. I'm out on tour with John. And I located the right email. And that's really how I got started in the music business. Um, and then later on, I signed with one of the biggest rock labels in the world that I'm, I'm still kind of a starving artist by that situation. And you have that history of kind of record label, um, but now you're kind of looking at this uh, avenue of indie artists, right? I am. I am. And it's different. I, I have been signed since 19. And I'll tell you guys my age, just being transparent. I'm 34. So the, I only know record label. I only know I only know what I've been taught, okay? And I am deprogramming myself to realize that, hey, you know, this new platform for value for value, I knew nothing about it. Big shout out to Mike, Open Mike, and um, Adam, who is like, I call him my personal hero um, because I'm a, I'm a creative. I, I do the same thing every day and I'm also autistic and I follow my routines. All I do is make music and, and make more music. And um, Mike introduced value for value to me. Um, and I got to know him, Mike became my friend, you know? And, you know, I have a close family now and I trust him and he heard my music and he's been around my house and he decided and we all agreed that, hey, it's time to, to put some of these the songs out because I, I hold on to them. Um, and Mike sends me, you know, screenshots of what's happening in the Wavelink world. And it inspires me so much. It's, it's more, that's more than I can ever ask for because I've been on the record label side where you are controlled. Um, you don't have a say so. Um, you just respect the artists that, 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 that are signed, that are major, they're going through a lot. And now that I'm free and I'm independent and I have such an amazing team that, that believes in me, they introduced this, this new way of being able to express and get my music out. And I love every time I get a stat, I love it. It encourages me. You know, JL. In retrospect, this something like this seems so obvious, right? I mean, you're a create, you or other musicians that you're creators. They're people who love what you create, and they want to c consume that content. And f uh, right, and because it's something you've created and something they're consuming, there's a value exchange which you receive. It seems so obvious in retrospect, but for uh, as we talked about, that is not the case in in the traditional music industry, right? I mean, you, you can have million streams playing on Spotify and make nothing. Spotify makes everything. 
And what do you think about that bizarre disconnect that exists? Avi, let me correct you. Uh, Taylor Swift makes everything, not Spotify. Taylor Swift and uh, and Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'll I will say this: um, the record label is um, we. I I hear it all the time, and we all say it: the music business. Okay. But it's so not the music business. It's the business of music. Those guys really don't care about music. A lot of times they hire people um, that have the most network. So if you're part of a fraternity, if you're part of a sorority, or you have you know a nice Rolodex with other companies, that's who they hire. They don't hire people that love music. And so what happens is, you as an artist, you're super excited about signing with this label. You feel like your life is going to change. They will all become yes men. They will give, show you the time of your life. You will tour, you would do your radio promos and you won't make a dollar. You won't make a dollar. And, and I'm, I, I never said this out loud, but from the outside looking in and everyone that followed my career, it's like, oh my God, like he's doing this and he got that. And he, a lot of those things come directly from the record label. Let's say the jewelry, the outfits, the cars, the lifestyle, it's, it's a bank. And, and, and what the value for value do is kind of take away the middleman where it's like, hey, if you love my music, if you, I know I'm crazy, I know I'm weird because I'm an entertainer, but if you see a little bit of like, oh shit, like I, sorry for cussing, but if you believe in me a little bit and you like my songs and you're able to, to tell me immediately through sending me a stat, thank you so much. Because real artists, we deal with depression, okay? We deal with not being accepted. We deal with anxiety. You know, we, we don't get a fair chance. And now everyone is an artist. The record label, major record label artists, God bless them. They will never ever be able to experience value for value. Okay? They won't be able to. But thanks to Wavelink and thanks to the platforms you guys created, we can see it in real time. And I, I will tell you, since I've been on Wavelink and saw that I was reaching the top, I've been creating more music and it's a little bit, it's not a lot, but it's the little bit that counts. And if you're doing it for the right reason, and this is what you called to do, when you see that screenshot coming from open mic to keep going, and I hear my, my, my business partner, Adam voice to keep going and I'm seeing those stats, guess what happens? I keep going. And you know, JL, it's beyond just Wave Lake and, uh, and and these new new tools that are out there, it's it's also Bitcoin and the Lightning Network that make yes. this possible, right? It, it, yes. Because you cannot send dollars around the way you send Sats around. Mm -hmm. it, it, the, the system just doesn't work that way. No, that's that's quite the story there. Ainsley, uh, your career is your uh, you know a little early uh, earlier, I should say, in your career than uh, JL, but. Did you express uh, experience some of the frustrations that he talked about? Oh my gosh! I mean, absolutely. I think 
JL story is a real testament to, I think, what every artist today goes through. I mean, like I said earlier, I've been releasing music since I was 15 and I'm 19 now. And there's just there have been so many tearful moments of like crying myself to sleep of like, why am I not good enough? Why doesn't anyone want to sign me? Why doesn't it, why won't a label pick me up? Like, it feels like I'm doing everything right. And it's, oh, it's because I don't have enough TikTok followers. Okay. I'll try posting on TikTok three times a day and get a viral song. Like everyone's telling me to do, because maybe then I'll get a record deal. Or maybe if I write this song, or if I keep writing with these people who really don't understand me or listen to me as an artist, maybe then I'll get the, the deal that you're conditioned to want and you're conditioned to think this is the way that it's going to happen. But one of the things that I've, I've said a lot kind of over the time that I've fell into this new world is that like, that that's exactly what happens. Like you, you think, you think that you're going to find quote success, whatever that means in a, in a certain way, you think it's going to come from a, a, a deal. It's going to come from a viral song. It's going to come from like getting booked on a tour with someone, but then like something like this happens where I upload my music to Wavelake and now there's a whole community of people who genuinely want to support me because of this. And it's like, wow, okay, 180, but like, maybe this is how it's supposed to be. Like, but I mean, absolutely. I, even though I've, I haven't been signed by a label, I haven't been anywhere close. I think what, what JL was saying, like it, all of that really resonated with me because that really is so truthful to my experience of, the, those really sad, like, oh my God, I'm not good enough. Nobody wants me. Like, I just need to, I just need to keep going. I need to, I need to do this. I need to do that because then maybe one day some label will want me. But I mean, absolutely. Like it's, I think that's such a universal frustration today, especially with like the, the fact that artists are just forced to be TikTok artists and we're forced to be content creators. And that that's not what we signed up for. Like we, we signed up to bear our soul in songwriting and singing and performing. That's what we do best. We're not here to make 30 second TikTok videos all day, you know, but I mean, absolutely. The, I experienced so, so much of that. And Ainsley, given the constraints that exist in the in the fiat system, right, with with all of these gatekeepers and and so on that we talked about, do you you know with the music that you've been making, especially recently, uh, right, as as you've discovered value for value, do you do you feel like there's a difference in how you're approaching it? You know, it, in in the previous world, was, was there? was the thinking that, well, you know what, I need to make something that kind of fits in. And you, you, you know, you were talking about potentially TikTok videos, but, but even broader than that. Right. Uh, and so did you constrain yourself creatively uh, before? And then now that you've discovered this freedom of value for value, do you feel like you can be your true authentic self? I feel like, I've always been my true authentic self, even in the music industry. Um, I think now it's just accentuated. I think e even, even before, and it's funny, like, I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm walking in two worlds here. Like I'm, I've still got one foot in the traditional music industry and then I've got one foot over in this world, but I was always very much like bleeding heart. My heart is on my sleeve. I'm going to tell you how I feel. Um, when we were in the pandemic, all I was writing about and all the music that I was releasing was about how anxious and how sad I felt. Um, but now I think 
that this is all happening. I'm still me. Like that's still what I write about to my core. I write about my mental health and I write about, you know, girls not having young girls, especially not having to be in a relationship to be a whole and happy and fulfilled human being. Um, I think it's just that the, the word that comes to mind is accentuated. Like now I just feel like there really is a community of people who want to hear what I have to say and how I say it, where before it felt like I was just like clawing at like tooth and nail, like clawing my eyes out, trying to get someone in the traditional music industry to listen to me. But I think at my core, I've always known who I am and I've always known the messages that are really important to me. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just feels like this is how it's supposed to be. This is how it's supposed to feel when you're coming up in the music industry. Yeah. Man, beautifully said, Ainsley. And JL, same question for you. Did you feel like you were constraining or holding back your creativity to fit in into the uh, the traditional industry mold? And do you feel like now you can truly express yourself and be your authentic self? Ainsley, girl, I love you. Like, <laughs> like, yes, like, yes. Um, to answer your question, um, I am just now in real time um, experiencing the freedom of being 100% authentic. Um, record labels, when they signed you, they signed you based off of your potential to still another artist traffic. So that may means like, for example, for me, it was you're the next this person and the next that person. So they really did not take into a, into consideration how I feel. I, I, I'm a huge fan of Billy Idol, huge fan of Marilyn Manson, um, uh, Nine Inch Nails. But when I got to the label, they like, no, you are a huge fan of this person, this person, and this person, and this is your direction. This is how you will sing it. This is the producer that you will work with. So every time where you, you kind of, I, I think the term selling your soul is, I think people desire fame so much that they decide to silence their voice, okay? So my voice has been silenced for a very, very long time. And in real time, I am I'm not only finding it, but I'm, I'm loving it by being able to see that the platforms have accepted the fact that, hey, this is my real voice. This is who I deem to be. This is who I, I, I like, go back to Billy Idol. I honestly, you guys, I want it to be the black guy that's like Billy fucking idol. Like I love him and I, his music has gotten me through and, and I'm not funk. I'm not soul. I'm not, I'm, 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 I can do it. Don't get me wrong, but with being away from that and being independent and being able to see people support me in in real time for the, who I want to be and what I desire and dream of becoming is is my personal Jesus, as Marilyn Manson already stated. Again, equally eloquently put, JL, that, that was uh, beautiful. I will, I do have a question though. Uh, I, you know, you were talking about, they give you a team, you have your producers, right? They assign a producer for you. I mean, more broadly, 
when you are with a label, there is an infrastructure uh, that comes with that, right? That certainly allow makes things a little easier. Uh, when you're completely independent, you need to find that infrastructure and fund it yourself, right? Uh, so how, how how does that work? How have you uh, addressed that? I, I will say just upload your music to the platforms that are at, you're able to connect with the audience. And, and it, it requires truth, no ego and no pride to, to let your audience know and your supporters know that, hey, listen, it is, it's hard out here. You know, that is a, it's a saying, it's hard out here for a pimp. It's hard, hard out here for an artist. Like people don't think we have to pay for record. We have to pay for studio. We have to um, get the clothes. We got to get the song mixed. We got to get the song mastered. And we make mistakes in our recording sessions. So one song may take four to five sessions, you know, and, and it's like a, it's one of those things. Like now that I, I'm able to see that people support me in real time, it, it just encourages. It, it, that's all. It just encourages me. <laughs> like I can't explain it. But it's more money than I've ever received from the 10 million streams that I've gotten off of Electrified, and that made it to radio and Billboard. And we're so early too. Um, mm -hmm. It's just we're 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 kind of uh, we're we're building this community together. Um, and that encouragement is it can't be it, it really is a superpower uh it just makes you kind of be i i i would say just creativity on steroids uh it, it really makes you uh uh, get excited about what you're doing following your passion. Um, it's got to be interesting uh, being on something like Wave Lake coming from a, a, a record label where you you don't have the gatekeeper saying, no, you can't you can't post that song. We're not going with that song. Uh, you know, it's too edgy. It's too this. It's too that. But it's so you. Um, how does it feel to be like, you know what, I'm just going to express myself this week. I'm going to put this song out. And and all of a sudden, that song <laughs> starts climbing the charts, whereas that never would have actually been out there uh, if, it, if, if, if it went through those gatekeepers. I will say this. God bless all the artists that signed to major record labels because they would wish that they had the support. You know, they will never receive that support. A lot of them are stuck in those record deals until they die. Okay. And with with these platforms that's coming up for value for value, it, it makes it so much easier. It, and, and Ainsley said something earlier that I was over here saying, girl, yes, preach. Okay. And she said one thing that really resonated with me as I clear my throat. She, she said that, you know, when it comes to artists and you putting things out and the, the depression kicks in, I'm not good enough and I'm not worthy enough. I, 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 I went through that so hard, like so hard, like um, just being transparent, suicidal thoughts. And this is what artists actually go through. Songwriters, we, we, we can't have a relationship for real because everything turns into a song and then we find ourselves back alone with our pen our paper and our computer and our mic and we keep writing we keep writing with hopes that one day somebody will give us a yes that somebody will support us that someone will say that hey you're weird 
and I like your weirdness. And I'm going to give you this little bit to just say that I appreciate you, you know, and I'm, I'm getting that in real time with the platforms that I'm on and I'm, I'm appreciative to it. I will tell, if I can scream out loud and tell all the major artists that are signed to, 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 to change the subjectivity, you know, and if you're really doing it because that's who you're called to do and you are a servant to your audience and you're not doing it for fame, like it's so easy to upload music on the platforms just to see that someone else supports it. And, yeah, that's you know, beautiful. And 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 that's kind of kind of be a kind of a rebirth um, for someone that's that's had the experience that you have. Uh, where you kind of just, you don't reinvent yourself. You just find yourself and you have the power to uh, express yourself now. Um, and with that said, you have your first live show coming up, right? Uh, after becoming independent, being sovereign. Yep. December 20th and the 21st. Um, I am a real, I keep it raw. My name is Just Loud, again, for a reason. I did my last show at Lollapalooza 2019, Ariana Grande was the headliner and I quit. I, I, I quit the music business or the business of music because of integrity purposes and um, some other backstories that you guys gonna have to find out later. Uh, we don't have enough time for that, but I will say that this will be my Phoenix moment. I And I'm so excited that I waited it out. I got a regular job. I became the sales manager for Ashley Furniture and I got the right team. And any artist that's listening from um, listening to what I'm saying right now, the most important thing ever for creatives like myself and Ainsley is the drive, the heart, no ego, no pride, and the right people that support you. And because of Open Mike and Adam, they brought me to a platform that now has encouraged me, now has made me feel like, okay, I'm unstoppable, like Sia said. <laughs> and, you know, JL, uh, QW mentioned this, right? We're still so early in this journey. And, and in my case, just as a listener, someone who just enjoys listening to what you and Ainsley produce, right? But uh, and, and then in zap, uh, zapping my appreciation for your creativity. Uh, but this is just going to get bigger, right? As more consumers of music find out about Wave Lake and how easy it is uh, to listen to music, to reward the artists who are bringing so much joy into their lives with, with their creation. Uh, I, I, it's, it's just, you know, the, the, there's like a flywheel effect, right? This, uh, as there are more listeners, more musicians come to the platform because they realize that you, you can get more value. And then as more musicians come, they bring a broader audience with them. Uh, so it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. So I think in the next two or three years, uh, this thing's just going to explode. It's going to handcuff a few people that are uh, assigned to these deals, right? <laughs> They're going to be like, "What's going on over there? I can't, I can't actually do that." Uh, you might even see some labels trying to monetize that if it gets big enough, you know. Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. it's, it's interesting. And and when I go on to Spotify or, or something, it's always like, you know, you listen to one song and then it suggests the next one type of thing. I think the way one thing's great about Wavelake is you can find new music, a variety um, that you would just never, ever hear anywhere else. Uh, and I think that's what I like the most about it. Um, I'm one of those guys that likes to try to find uh, new styles or new new music and, uh, and not just stick to the same uh, repetitive uh, radio script. And someone like your son can uh, get exposure, Avi, uh, which, I mean, he would have no <laughs> avenue otherwise. What, what would he do, uh, YouTube? Or something where you just like <laughs> YouTube and hope for the best. Lost in an ocean. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So Ainsley, what's next in, in this uh, exciting new journey for you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so this year I haven't released any I haven't released any music, which has felt pretty scary. But at the same time, well, first I was I was finishing up my my degree. I graduated from Berkeley College of Music this May, which Woo, glad to be done. Um, but um, I've just been writing so, so much new music that I'm so proud of and that I'm so excited for and that I feel like really represents me more than ever right now. And so um, I think these two shows that um, I'm so, so excited, like, and I'll, like, I'll say it a million times, but like, I love and respect Just Loud so much as an artist. And I'm so grateful to him for allowing me to be part of these, a part of these nights with him. Like I'm so, so excited about it. Um, but I think these, these two shows that we're doing, um, they'll, they'll kind of act as the catalyst for all the, the new music that I'll be releasing next year. I have to ask, uh, you, since you, uh, you're, you're dipping your toe in the Bitcoin, do you see a world, and this is just, this is just me being a, a, a wild man, but when you have a four-year cycle, Avi, in Bitcoin, uh, when the tide goes in and out, uh, do you see artists uh, releasing more tracks during the bear market to get more sats? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'll answer that question, QW. You're a wild man. This is, I don't know what, uh, uh, I, I don't know if it's going to work that way, to be honest with you. That, but, that's funny, though, because you can always gamify things, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, Look, here's what I'll say. I think we we will, as these platforms grow, right, and people understand the power of value for value and direct-to-consumer, uh, you know, content creation and monetization, it is going to attract artists with true integrity who want to express themselves, break out of that fiat traditional music industry matrix. Um, and... Uh, so you, I, I don't think it it will be about you know <laughs> bear market or bull market. It'll it, it'll 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 be people coming in because there's an avenue to be their authentic selves and create that way. Yeah, and and when you think about the 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 artists and their brand or their their personal uh, you know their interoperability of their Noster um, uh, identity, uh, I think Noster is just going to be in a bull run uh, forever. So, uh, you know, you got to think the uh, the mix of the two is going to be a very powerful uh, tool moving forward. So yeah, you, sure. you, you mentioned there was two shows. I, I just thought it was one. Is one of them a value for value? Um, and maybe open mic, you want to talk about that? Yeah, yeah. First, sorry for the background noise. There's a reason you don't give uh, the finance guy a microphone and find a quiet spot. Just, yeah, um, just stay close to the mic, uh, open mic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, 
first night, uh, Ainsley is going to be taking over the Minneapolis Bitcoin meetup, and that's already sold out. So it's uh, it's pretty cool. Like we've never had that problem before, where we turn people away for fire capacity. And uh, the second night will be the the dual um, the dual bill at the at the Seventh Street entry, which is one of the one of the stages that Prince got his start on. So um, that's that's pretty cool. Um, but they're both going to be they're both going to be live streamed and they're both going to be on all the same platforms. And that's a first of its kind, right? Uh, uh, a live stream, live concert, uh, value for value, and then live stream on Zap.Stream. Yeah, that's right. So to they're, where people um, can listen around the world, uh, watch and listen, uh, experience it and actually zap during the show, um, which right. I just think that's incredible. Uh, you know, if. <laughs> Think about any concert you've seen uh, in the past. Let's say it's, uh, you know, uh, Garth Brooks on HBO. If you could just sit there with your phone and zap during that or something, it's just uh, yeah. amazing uh, uh, how we can connect this money in this uh, tech, this digital environment um, and can kind of combine it all. Yeah. And that, you know, that's really what I've, uh, what's gotten me off the bench and really kind of brought me out of the shadows and the, you know, I was pretty private and didn't, you know, didn't talk about Bitcoin at all publicly. You know, it's tough. Um, it, it's really surprising, you guys, like traditional musicians hate this stuff. It, you know, it's I I spent so much time, you know, during your evangelism phase of Bitcoin. You remember, like, can't stop talking about it with everyone. And, I, you know, I went through that phase when you have that that moment in music where you're like, how do you guys not see this? Like, this is so perfect. And it was just impossible to get anybody's ear. You know, they'll just read you the, the latest um, boiling the oceans quote or start throwing SBF headlines at you. And um, you know, it, it just, it's so frustrating. So to have a pair of artists who are, willing to take that leap with me and uh, really trust that you know this isn't you know keep in mind too music like technological advances historically haven't really done well for artists right like you know they, they've taken away from from a lot of the traditional revenue streams so when you start talking about the new shiny thing um you know, I get I get sales pitches every single day from somebody with the best the best idea in music that's going to revolutionize the industry, and it's just it's exhausting. So I I know what I sound like to them, and you know, seeing seeing Ainsley when she when she started pushing after the Lightning Summit, and I could tell she got it. Um, it really got my attention that we might have turned a corner, and I could finally take a shot at the goal and here and, 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 and try to bridge the two worlds from traditional music to, to this, the value for value and the decentralized tech. So, um, I, I couldn't be more excited, um, for these guys and, and, you know, just to be able to say that we're doing this for the first time. Uh, I, I just think it's a great metaphor for, a venue like ours where we we just take such pride in our independence and you know I, I didn't talk about it on the front end but our our owner founded the national independent venue association 
and she's really you know she's an amazing human and uh, it just i see how much this all fits together and no one else does and it's just met with you know anything from hostility to deaf ears and so i, I really my goal for this project is to give these artists something to, to talk about kind of give them the give them the roadshow materials for value for value and and have it have it be a compelling narrative. If they make more money online than they do in person. And, you know, now I have something to show artists, you know, maybe we can put together something with a, with a group of people and, and have a funnel to just guide people into this world. And um, I'll, I'll throw one last little pitch in because I'm not a dev. I don't know what I'm doing, but my, the toonster.io domain, um, 100% props to Hoddlebod and Kieran for helping me just get it to where it is right now. I would love to have some sort of an onboarding library and link. So if like some normal person from my music world comes in, never heard of Noster, never heard of um, Lightning. You know, it kind of reminds me of when Preston jumped on nests a few months ago and like there were 150 people all with the anonymous you know, audience NIMS because they didn't have Noster accounts. And I'd love to have a quick resource guide to get people clicking on Noster onboarding links on the Toonster domain. So anybody who has connections there, hit me up um, and I'm going to shut up now. I do want to say something um, when, when we talk about where we are today, where we're about to do that show uh, with Ainsley and Jess Loud, um, an actual live event, live stream, uh, value for value. I mean, we, we got to credit, uh, we got to thank uh, the Adam Currys of the world, the Oscar Marys of the world, the Sam Means of the world, uh, all these people that were before us that, that saw the same vision. Um, but now we're starting to put it into the physical form at an actual event with people. Um, and, and it's, it's you know, we're all part of this big journey, this big movement, um, and we're together doing it. It's very encouraging. Uh, and, you know, I just, I couldn't be more proud of you guys uh, for, for taking the torch and, and leading by example, um, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'll definitely be tuning into that. And, and with that trailblazing that you're doing, um, you know, I can see a world where we see future events like this. We see future v value for value tours. Um, you can kind of piece these into uh, some of the Bitcoin events, some of the Nostra events, and then expand mm -hmm. out to cultural events um, to where we're, we're not just touching the, you know, the low hanging fruit. You, you normalize it to a point where it becomes just just <laughs> the actually competing with this music industry. I mean, just one percent of the music industry would be massive uh, when, when we look at the value for value system. Um, but I'm really looking forward to how we can kind of recreate this event um, down the line here. Yeah, I mean, I, I view this, you know, when, when you, when you go to a concert of your favorite musician, it's just kind of implicitly known now in the business that if you really want to support them, go hit the merch table, right. And, and I view this as at a minimum, if, if you can add another revenue stream with similar a similar philosophy and you know you just you plug it into an existing tour um every, it, it's amazing how much that moves the needle for some of these 
some of these tours. I, I see the numbers. I know what the settlements look like. I know how much it costs to go on tour and it, it takes a, it takes a lot of things to go right to be able to make those numbers add up. So if you have, if you have access to your fans worldwide, you know, not every tour goes to your city, right? So like if you're a huge Ainsley fan and she's not going to Kansas city, well, at least, you know, she's on tour and you can zap her a few times on the way, whenever you're free, you know, it, it just seems like a, it seems like an itch worth scratching. You can geyser her to come to your city. <laughs> <laughs> we have a very generous uh, culture. <laughs> you know, one of the things uh, that Ainsley said earlier, is, <laughs> it just struck me that her dad went to the Lightning Summit at Bitcoin Park to sell Bitcoiners some mortgages instead he got sold Bitcoin and he walked away. And of course, uh, <laughs> there's more to it than that. But this is the way. This is the way. But 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 Ainsley, you know, I want to touch on one thing uh, that Mike said, uh, and I'll ask the same question to JL after you're done, which is there is. It appears, and correct me if I'm wrong, there appears to be this perception in the. In traditional musicians, right about Bitcoin, but oh, this we are boiling the oceans. It's, it's used by, you know, Bitcoin's used by terrible people, uh, and 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 then and then you actually see the real use case, which is it's, it's creating this beautiful value for value. But more importantly, just setting aside the value for value, it's allowing artists to express themselves in a truly authentic way. It's freeing them up, right? That's what Bitcoin's doing. However, there there, there does seem to be this perception. Uh, in, in the in the music industry and in the broader artistic space that is this terrible thing for the environment and you know all the all, you know, all the stuff that you hear right all the negative stuff what why do you think that is i think bottom line is that change is scary i mean if you look back at spotify 20 years ago everybody in the music industry pushed and pushed and pushed back against spotify because everybody was saying this is this is going to completely tear up the music industry this is going to be the end of it and now flash forward to today i mean our qualms about all the traditional dsps aside spotify and apple music are the biggest ways that we listen to music today and so i think at the at the heart of it people are scared of change but the only you know, steady thing about life is change. And every five, 10, 20 years, there's gonna be a big change like the Bitcoin value for value world that's gonna rock some people. And I think it's gonna be, I I, I, I truly think that in a couple of years, people are gonna start to see like, oh no, this is the way that it's going. Like, this is how we support artists and how we work as a society now. Like, I think, yeah, like, you know, there, there definitely is that perception still out there, but at least to all of my friends who I have started telling about this, all of my musician friends, none of them have been met, have met this with like, oh God, I'm absolutely not touching that with a 10 foot pole because artists today, bottom line is that none of us like how the music industry is working. The music industry is broken. It, the music industry really dug its own hole with the way that it's forcing artists today to be content creators and it's just forcing them to be something that they're not and so now all of my friends who are in the trenches with me who understand what it's like to be an artist they've 
looked at this new value for value space is like, why not? This could be really cool. I've got a couple of friends, um, two friends here in Nashville. Um, one of them, her name is Arias. The other one, her name is Jojo Scott. And I've, I've talked to both of them extensively about this and they're both like, this is cool. Like, why not? So if you start to see two other amazing, like bombshell Nashville musicians named Jojo and Arias, you're, you're welcome. They are incredible. Um, but yeah, I think uh final answer is that change is scary and but change is necessary unless we want to grow right yeah well said ainsley and then jl same question for you right if you look at the end result of what bitcoin and the lightning network have enabled and honestly nothing else could have enabled this it is that it is allowing artists to truly free themselves to express themselves in this incredibly authentic way and, and reach their audience and get a response, both you know, appreciation, both in the form of you know, a growing fan base and sats in return, right? It, this could only happen with Bitcoin. That is, and that's the end result. However, there appears to be this perception in the artistic community that Bitcoin's boiling the oceans and it's, you know, it's used by terrorists, blah, blah, blah. Why do you think that is? So honestly, I, th I think it requires conversations like we're having and picking back off of what Ainsley said, it's, it's like I'm learning something in real time too. We are required as artists and creatives to be transparent. I think with the streaming DSPs and social media, it has painted a picture that we we are perfect, you know, that we have everything together. And I think it's time for artists to be honest with, with everyone. Um, some people are bankers, some people are in the IT world, um, but we're artists. We we are here to entertain and guide people through their life, you know, using our real experiences to get them through their darkest or highest moments. So it's like I, I think the fear is is the fear comes when honesty does not exist. And I think that if if the audience know that, hey, listen, like this is my this is my life. This is what I love to do. And this is my hardship. And if you support me just a little bit, just go ahead and get your Bitcoin and give me a stat. That's it. And I think it will catch on. The thing that I love most is that it's, it's, it's new. Um, just like how Ainsley said, Spotify was new at one point. And I, I think that the reason why I'm 100% behind it is because artists we need to see it we need to see it and we need to be transparent that hey if you really care for me and if you really support me you're really a fan i need you to be on on, on these platforms so i can i can see it and i'm going to be transparent that it's not easy to entertain it's, it's it's so hard to entertain without money okay with with a little bit of money that help us be able to mix our records a little bit better so we can continue being the guide for their life experiences. Yep. Well said, JL. Yeah, look, folks, I've really appreciated this conversation. Uh, 
why don't we just round this off with uh, any final thing, any final words, uh, anything you want to promote or plug? We'll start with you, Open Mic. Yeah, I mean, uh, 1220 and 1221, um, I'm, I'm excited. And JL, I think you just, you guys both, you're just killing it. And I'm uh, proud to be a part of this with you. Thank you, Open Mike. JL, uh, anything you'd like to leave the audience with, where they can find you, uh, what is something cool that you have planned for the future? Um, it's really easy. And everything I said was super honest. Because of the um, platforms of, of Wave Lake and Lightning and, and everyone, I have, I'm just, I'm just about to release music. Like, I, I'm just so inspired. Um, I appreciate the people that like, like not only love me as an artist, but love me as an individual. And that's open mic and Ainsley, her, her father, shout out to Adam Curry. Um, I haven't met him in person yet. Um, just shout out to everyone that's, that's putting something like this together. Like, um, it's historic and I don't think you told me to talk, so I just want to say this one thing. You you actually saving the artist's life. Um, I'm really passionate. I don't want any artist, independent or upcoming, to ever go through what I've experienced. Um, and I'm still recovering. But if artist was to um, see that there's another way, there's another way. If they're doing it for the right reasons. If they're doing it for the wrong reasons, go with the major label. Go, you know, be on TikTok. Like Ansley said, that's not our job. We're writing, we're writing and we're producing music and we're going through our own trauma to use our outlet of creating music. And with this, it allows us to do it a little bit better. So I appreciate you guys. If you guys are musicians or artists, or not, and you just on the technical side of, of making this happen for people like myself, kudos to you and thank you. Thank you, JL. Ainsley, anything we should know uh, about what's up, up and coming? Uh, where would you like to direct the audience to this? Absolutely. I mean, the biggest thing that I think all of us are getting ready for are these two shows on 1220 and 1221. Um, all of the links um, to each of these events you can go and find on my website right now if you want to buy tickets. Um, my website is AinsleyCostello.com and all of the links there are super, super easy to find. Um, and yeah, I mean, just like JL and Open Mic said, I'm so, so grateful. There are so many people. <laughs> it is absurd. There are so many people working behind the scenes like 24 seven to make these shows happen because these shows really are the first of their kind. I mean, absolutely. Like I always have to say like the biggest thank you to Sam means who like really introduced me um, to this new space and Adam Curry, of course, Sam Sethi over at, um, at pod fans. He's been a true champ of this too. And I mean, Mike, like absolutely. I think Mike was just like, I don't, I, there's not a, the, the term that's like coming to me right now, this is so weird. And like, I'm songwriter. So this is just word vomit. But like, I feel like Mike was like the octopus in all of this, like outstretching arms to everyone, pulling everyone in. Mike, I say that like lovingly and with a term of endearment. Um, <laughs> I'll take Mike, it. Like, perfect. 
yeah, Mike was really just the person who pulled everyone in and who has really um, been a huge change maker in all this and who has been pushing all of these shows forward. And then again, I just want to say a huge thank you to Just Loud. I'm so grateful to you for letting me be a part of this historic night for you. And I'm just, I'm so excited for these shows. Like I think first as musicians, the first thing that we are is fans. And so when I get off stage on the 21st, I'm so excited that I just get to go be a fan and listen to good music. Um, so yeah. And if you want to find me anywhere else, I am Ainsley Costello official on Instagram. And then I'm basically just Ainsley Costello everywhere else on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it. I still say Twitter. I'm Ainsley music 07. And I post a lot over there um, about this whole value for value space and Avi and QW. Thank you so much for having us on in the first place we appreciate you guys so much and just thank you thank you thank you to everyone who is working tirelessly behind the scenes we appreciate you more than you know and well, i just want to say everyone use wave lake uh check out ainsley's music check out just loud uh normalize it zap them if you're going to watch the zaps dot stream live if you're going to the show get familiar with their music sing along all that stuff um use wave lake Support the artists. Um, can't can't say it enough. Uh, it's important. Yep. And thank you for the audience for listening in. Thank you, Ainsley, JL, and Open Mike for joining us. Thank you for the folks listening to the recording. If you are, I hope you're continuing the value for value theme and listening on Fountain podcasting app, where you can earn some sats while you're listening. Join Cheerio the revolution, folks. baby. Join the revolution. <laughs>